from the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. An Anchorage man has been indicted for killing his father, former Representative Dean Westlake. On August 29th, an Anchorage grand jury indicted 35-year-old Talon Westlake for murder in the first degree, murder in the second degree, manslaughter, and tampering with evidence, all involving the beating death of his father. The homicide occurred on August 20th. Talon Westlake faces a sentence of up to 99 years if convicted at trial. Talon Westlake is currently in the custody of the Department of Corrections. His bail is set at $25,000 cash performance bond, $25,000 cash appearance bond, house arrest on an electronic monitoring device, and the court must approve a third-party custodian to monitor him before release. The city and borough of Juneau and cruise lines calling on the port have signed a memorandum of agreement to help manage visitor industry impacts in the capital city. The agreement, developed in partnership between the city and member companies of Cruise Lines International Association, or CLIA, that operate ships in Juneau, is based on the recommendations established by the Visitor Industry Task Force in 2020. Tourism Director Alexandra Pierce explained. The task force came out with a final report that had about 60 different recommendations. And a number of those recommendations were things that um, the task force recommended we negotiate directly with the tourism industry or with the cruise industry specifically. And so this represents the first, kind of the fir- the first outcome of those negotiation efforts. The agreement includes a list of commitments and formalizes the partner's intent to continue to collaborate on projects and agreements to address community goals. The commitments in the agreement include immediate actions such as eliminating disposal of large bulky waste and minimizing all types of waste in Juno's landfill, turning off large screens in port and one visible to neighborhoods, limiting drinking water use in times of drought, and maximizing partnerships with local businesses. While those elements, the the kind of city management elements, um, may not be apparent to citizens um, or the benefits may not be obvious to citizens, from our standpoint, the open dialogue that we've had about this MOA and that we continue to have about this and hopefully future agreements Uh, represents a real change in our relationship and represents an effort to be um, more proactive about how we manage our visitor industry here in Juneau. The agreement also includes pledges to work together on longer-term goals like strategic docking of ships to minimize congestion, changes to the way ships are scheduled, and industry support for projects important to the city such as the Centennial Hall expansion and constructing shore power at city-owned docks. Juno School District Superintendent Bridget Weiss spoke to the status of student busing. The district contracts with first student to provide busing while on action line. Weiss pointed to the demand the tour industry has been having on bus drivers. We compete with bus drivers uh, in our tourism industry, and this year the tour uh, tourism season is longer. So our, our I think our last ship comes in mid-October. So normally that ends in September. So that has created some challenges for us, but we are sitting pretty well, much better than a few other districts in the state um, and in other states. So, uh, but routes have changed a number of times and we've had to adjust times. 
She anticipates the driver pool will grow after the tour season. Uh, as more drivers free up from the tourism industry, I think our driver pool from first student uh, will grow, and then that will probably settle in. So bet in between now and then, uh, we are, again, shortening some routes, combining some routes. Uh, a few buses here and there might be a little late to school. Weiss explained that first student partners with the district to run the bus system in Juneau. Uh, some school districts may own their school buses and they actually um, employ the drivers. We have a contract with first student who uh, our bus drivers are the employees of first student. Uh, and so we partner with them on all of our routing needs and we work so closely together because obviously we have all the information on the students, but the actual drivers um, are employed and the buses are owned by first student. Juno School Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss. Charlie Pierce, a Republican candidate for governor, will not be at the first gubernatorial debate tomorrow evening. That's according to Pierce spokesperson Peter Zeiss, whose last day working for the campaign will be tomorrow. Zeiss confirmed with News of the North on Tuesday that Pierce would be a no-show. Pierce recently resigned as Kenai Peninsula Borough Mayor to focus on the race. Numerous calls directly to Pierce were not returned by deadline for this story. There will be five gubernatorial debates prior to the 2022 general election. Also, questions have arisen regarding Kenai Peninsula Mayor Pierce's replacement after he announced his resignation last week so he can focus on the gubernatorial race in November. According to KSRM Radio Kenai, Borough Attorney Sean Kelly highlighted the uniqueness of this situation. During the September 6th regularly scheduled assembly meeting, the Kenai Assembly will need to accept the resignation of Mayor Pierce by two-thirds concurring vote, declaring the office of mayor vacant. The National Weather Service in Juneau is reporting that a new rain record has been set at the airport this week. Precipitation is affecting also all of southeast. National Weather Service meteorologist Greg Spahn spoke about it on Tuesday. Juneau Airport did set a daily record. Uh, the new record we set was uh, 2.28 inches. That beat the old record of 1.26 inches by a pretty good margin. That old record had been set back in 2009. But I'm telling you, it's just been a torrential downpour for some places across southeast Alaska through the past couple days here. We've just had system after system, wave after wave, marching into the panhandle. Spawn said we'll get a slight reprieve from the wet weather but then we will see a rainy weekend. So there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is that for a lot of the panhandle, um, we are thinking that Wednesday there might be a bit of a break in the precipitation. Um, so if you're a fan of drier weather, there will be a break for a lot of the panhandle. The bad news is that uh, beginning on Wednesday, by that time period, uh, for Yakutat, we're going to see a atmospheric river, so a real strong, real defined puma moisture, uh, move across there, and then as we go through the week, that's slowly going to move eastward, and before we know it, southeast Alaska is going to have more uh, rainy weather all across the board once more, especially for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Meteorologist Greg Spahn. Monday night's Juno Assembly and Committee meetings were busy, according to Mayor Beth Weldon. In the Lands, Housing, and Economic Development Committee, Clinton and Haida Housing Authority saw movement on a plan to develop low-cost housing at Peterson Hill. The Lands, Housing, and Economic Development Committee met last night, although several of us were there watching it. Um, 
the biggest topic that they had was Clinton Haida's uh, request to acquire city property in the Peterson Hill subdivision. I think they're looking at uh, uh, asking for a donation of land of phase B and phase C, I think, which is a pretty big chunk. And then they would put um, quite a few houses in there, although I'm looking at the memo and I couldn't find out exactly how many. But um, they would focus on uh, low-income uh Fifty percent to low income and fifty percent to uh, moderate income, and um, but uh, so that was quite a big discussion, and we'll see more of that coming back to the committee of the whole. The mayor said T and H have have been exceptional at promoting home ownership in the past. Lincoln Haida has done something similar at Canada Day with pretty good success. Um, in fact, most of those folks out there now own their homes outright. Um, that's how they start them. They start them as they're kind of the mortgage institution, and um, they help their tribal members uh, acquire ownership. In fact, uh, um, Jackie Peta, who I'm a big fan of, was saying that uh, prior to going in the house, they do kind of a home ownership uh, 101 and have some classes on uh, how to take care of a house and how to do all the financing and how to do budgets and stuff. So sounds like a good project. At the special assembly meeting that followed, the city agreed to receive Telephone Hill from the state at no cost to the city. The consent agenda passed, so all those things that we talked about um, passed, um, and one of the things that passed in the consent was a resolution accepting Telephone Hill at no cost from the state of Alaska. So we're ready uh, to accept it when they're ready to give it to us. And elections this year will be slightly different given redistricting. Everything is going smoothly, although between our um, time that we started it and the state's redistricting, this year's results um, unfortunately will not be um, split out by precincts this year um, as the, I'm not sure what part of that piece just isn't going to be able to do it. So we won't have any uh, the granular statistics that we normally have by precincts. You'll just get the overall results. So luckily all our candidates are running unopposed because that's sometimes pretty important to people running to know what each precinct is doing. Juno Mayor Beth Weldon. September is National Recovery Month. Clinton and Haida Recovery Services is busy with a number of programs to assist those in need. Jackie Bacani, who works at the Reentry and Recovery Department, spoke to the mission of the organization while a guest on Capital Chat. I work for the Reentry and Recovery Department, and we help those who are coming out of incarceration or those who want to start a recovery journey or their recovery journey. Um, and we help them transition into uh, our community, and we give them the support and the guidance that they need um, to start their recovery. Uh, as for me, my job, I, I do I, all the activities. I set up the activities for them to do. We involve culture activities for them, house meals, just to get them together for fellowship. A Walk for Recovery event will be held on September 10th. Jenny Brown explained. We're doing the Walk for Recovery event, which is a way for us to foster a sense of community for those who are or have been affected by mental illness and addiction, strengthening the connection between community members and organizations who have the ability to help and empower individuals and families to seek help. So it's a Walk for Recovery, and it's on Saturday, September 10th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., located at the Capitol Building Steps, and will end down at Clinkett and Haida Andrew Hope Building. Um, at the Elizabeth Pradovich Hall. 
all made the remarks while guests on Capital Chat. Thanks to COVID, Americans' life expectancy just dropped again. ABC's Andy Field explains. The CDC blaming half the decline in how long we're expected to live on COVID. For the second straight year, the longevity prediction lost another year. Americans were expected to live till nearly 79 years in 2019. That dropped to 77 years in 2020 and then again to just 76 years last year. COVID wasn't the only factor. Drug overdoses, suicide, heart and liver disease also causing Americans to die younger. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.